A five-year Walmart employee here in the Metro loses her job for posting a video that has gone viral. Felicia Darling says when the child entered the Byram store last week during record-breaking cold temperatures wearing only a diaper, well, she had to do something. I spoke to her tonight, and she says she knew she had to do something quick. Felicia Darling said something to the mother, as did a male customer. Here's some of the interaction. He came in here with that said jacket on. Yeah, he did. That baby just had a pimp on. I can't. She's just an innocent soul. He didn't ask to be here. So I took action and I started recording her. Then in the video, she throw cold food on the baby. Now, this is some likely funky booty. Shower cap wearing. Mothball mouth hood rat. That instead of getting her child decent clothes, she got the iPhone 14 sitting here. And when somebody calls that, call, this this killed me here. That really messed me up. So this chick got mad because other people in the Walmart seen that the child was cold and that she, she threw some cold meat on the child. And people on Walmart and they seen this hood rat do this and she got mad and start twerking. Don't do that. And he said he just looked down. Somebody called police on her. It seemed like in his eyes, he was just looking for help. He was crying out for help. A man was telling her, you throwing cold food on the baby. She walks off and twerks. I A customer in a riding shopping cart purchases an outfit for the boy and dresses him while the mother flips through her phone. After the lady in the riding cart put the um, outfit on the baby, she walked out of Walmart and, and started walking to our car. Was walking to our car, a cop was walking behind her and um, they arrested her and they took they took the baby. They took now she's sitting up there. Now you look at this mugshot. I'm putting you out there, Cambria Darby. You slimy feminist hood rat. Now she's sitting up there with her hair looking crazy. They shouldn't give this chick. And you know what? You want to try to give black women a bad name. We ain't going to let you do it. We're not going to let you do it. This actually is a good example for sterilization, and I don't believe in sterilization. 
she don't need to have no more kids. None. She don't need to be nowhere near any any black child. And you can see the look of her face on this mugshot. It's like, yeah, nigga, I did what I did. Lock this broad up and throw away the damn key. I don't think, me personally, I don't think that... Jail is for no man or no, no woman. But this ain't no woman or a man. This is a demon. There ain't no remorse. She's just sitting up there looking stupid. She probably didn't think she was going to go to jail that day. Took the baby and CPS was called. 26-year-old Cambria Darby was arrested and charged with child neglect. Child Protective Services released the child to a family member. Byram police say Darby has bonded out. We reached out to Walmart after Darling was fired. This is their state. Now they fired. So they fired a woman that caught this. Now, if she wouldn't have done this, nothing would have happened. Now she does. If she's doing this and they said it was really, really cold outside. If she's doing this at Walmart, she's doing other stuff to that child. And see, that's that whorehouse hood rat behavior. This is more that sexy red hood rat behavior where... I don't like the baby daddy because see, if the baby daddy gave a damn and was around, he probably would have broke this broad jaw. Oh yeah. Shout out. Shout out to domestic violence. Yes, yes, yes. She needs a jaw breaking for pulling some shit like this. Shout out to shout out to domestic violence. The baby daddy, if he would have gave a damn, he would have had, he would have molly whopped her or, or had some broad, had some little other hood rats molly whopper. But this is what happens when you impregnate something like this. This is exactly what happens. And you know what? I have no sympathy for. I have sympathy for the child. That's it. I don't have any sympathy for. See, this is where this, this, this BS woman empowerment liberation garbage comes from. Well, I'll shake my behind. I'm empowering myself by twerking. You're not empowering anything. You empowered yourself to a child neglect charge. <laughs> That's what you empowered yourself to do. You empowered yourself to a child neglect charge. Where are you going to get hired after that? Statement in full. Quote, we share the concern others have for the child in the video in our store in Jackson, Mississippi. We don't discuss personnel matters involving current or former associates. All associates are encouraged and empowered. To so this is Walmart. This is Walmart, and it goes to show you about Walmart, man. This is Walmart copping, please. Um, uh, however, all associates are also expected to follow the Walmart code of conduct. So basically, she was supposed to do what? Now, you're supposed to step in when you see something like that happen. So they let her go to this little bullshit-ass position. They let her go. They ought to call Crump on this their judgment in contacting authorities when they see something that may be wrong however all associates are also expected to follow the walmart code of conduct end quote and if i feel like i did the right thing because who won't yeah she did do the right thing look the mama's on the cell phone some sister a good sister right here bought the baby some clothes Put some clothes on the baby. And this hood rat with her little shower cap is sitting up there with her little iPhone. 
You see what I'm saying? Major issue, y'all. Made that's that's a major, major issue. Who's talking about it? It's a major issue. Who's talking about it? Looks like this tether's going to be going to jail. Remember the Somali brick lady? The little immigrant coon that was uh, telling, telling white people she'll twerk for reparations and smacking white people for reparations and, and making fun of us and stuff like that? Look at her that responded that she was hit in the head with a brick after she refused to give her phone number to a guy on the street. And was that verified by any of the evidence that detectives looked at? No, that was not verified. Harris County Prosecutor Keith Houston says surveillance videos from that early September morning show Osmond hitting a man first. So she's the one who, the, she was the aggressor? She was the aggressor, yes. And it was a water bottle that hit her, not a brick? He did have a water bottle in his hand and we think that's what left the mark. According to court documents, she asked someone else to launch this GoFundMe for her recovery, raising more than $42,000. But as the story went viral, a blogger on TikTok called police, alerting them to this 2020 GoFundMe, which claimed a vicious assault by a security guard in Minneapolis. Prosecutors alleged theft by- In Minneapolis, so this broad, this, this scamming tether was, was scamming, scamming left and right, well, old black men beat her up and it was some other, it was some immigrant coons at some of these major corporate media outlets talking about the black gender divide and all that. All these immigrant coon niggas getting up in our business. They tried to blame black men. It didn't work. She lied and she got caught scamming. She was scamming in Minneapolis and she scammed in Texas. So now she got a scamming felony. Deception and believe she would have received all that money had the campaign not been shut down. Man, her, her GoFundMe, she's sitting there eating a watermelon. Oh, man. GoFundMe banned her. Saying they got zero tolerance for misuse of her platform. Zero tolerance for the misuse of our platform. The fundraiser has been removed from the platform. All donors have been refunded, and Rhoda Osmond has been banned from using the platform for any future fundraisers. Osmond did not respond when I reached out to her on Instagram this evening. Tonight, she is wanted here in Harris County on that theft charge. Anyone with information on her whereabouts can report that to Houston Police. Shout out to this sister, man, Daphne. Y'all need to go follow her on Celebrity, Celebrity, so C-E-L-E-B-R-I-D, the queen of accountability. She is shit. She is standing up for black men. She's not letting immigrant coons, tethers, or hood rat whores to, um, to, to hate on black men. This is a beautiful thing. She is exactly where she needs to be. In a jail cell. By the way... There's a video going around here. Oh, they, they took it down. Well, what ended up happening was there was a fight against some foundationals and some Somali kids 
at a high school. The high school, it was in St. Louis Park. And now they got that sister that's Somali uh, mayor. She, she's, they probably just gave her the job and watched. They're going to blame her on everything as soon as, Saint, as soon as St. Louis Park goes to hell. So with some foundational brothers and some Somalis, there was, you know, there was a little scuffle going on. There was a little scuffle going on. Anybody in Minneapolis knows that and got down to South High, Roosevelt, stuff like that years ago. But it was, you know, the brothers got into a little scuffle. They got into a little scorch. They got into a little cultural scuffle. And I guess there was a one-on-one fight at one point. They say, and I think the Somali girl beat up the black girl, or one of the, you know. Uh, I, I think I seen one video. They try to say it was a fair fight. They try to say it was a fair fight. But I seen another video where it looked like she was getting jumped inside the school. So the black girl, her folks show up at the school and lay hands and feet on niggas. They lay hands and feet on niggas. Yes, they do. They lay hands and feet on them. And I I don't know. I, I don't know what happened after that. But, you know, I, I don't know. So, you know, people were talking about that online or whatever like that. It might blow over. Who, who knows what happened? But I want to play. And I didn't get to play this last time because... I did a good documentary, a good analysis for y'all about Wallens Ridge. Um, Wallens Ridge is, as you see, it was a supermax. Hopefully they'll keep it up. It's a supermax where they're just doing all kinds of treacherous things to black folks out there in Virginia. They're making money hand over foot. They didn't put these brothers in a place in the middle of nowhere. And you are in no man's land. That's why I say whenever you start hearing these 94 crime Negroes talk about, well, they did crime, they did the time. The thing is, when you start incentivize, incentivizing the states from the federal government to open up these jails and lock up all these black folks, even though when crime was going down, it was some Sambo-ass Negro, some integrationalist-ass Negro. He came into my comments the other day. Because I made a statement basically just breaking down kind of where we are, black America. And these were facts. These weren't things up to be debated the way I was breaking the stuff down. And he gets in there trying to defend the 94 crime bill. Now, this ain't an old ne- Negro. But he got that civil rights. He got that civil rights Sambo energy. He got that John Lewis energy. So he came in the comments talking about, well, you know, did the crime and it messed up our communities and all that. And my question to him is, nigga, then why is Bill Clinton and all of them, why did they apologize? Why did you have a bunch of people that that signed that 94 crime bill now say that wasn't the thing to do? Crime was actually going down. But here's something even worse. Listen to this NAACP biscuit babble. You had brothers out there, man, and I believe it was Carolina. I think it was uh, brother Marcel Dixon. And... This was, listen, this was the MLK Day program. I'm looking at this all-access pass on this Sambo's uh, jacket. And they, this is this is the NAACP. When Brothers was talking about tangibles, they ran them away. They told them they had to leave. But they let all the Palestine people stay. 
something. The NAACP no, threw them out. No, no. NAACP threw them out. I spoke to those people. Let me tell you something. You have not throw them out. You have. You have two. I'm just telling you what I just told. Okay. Listen to me. I'm not gonna come back again. I'm cool. Okay. I'm just telling. Okay. So scale what down. We're taking pictures and talking. What other people are doing too. So why do we have to scale down? Do these reparations signs scare y'all? Don't scare me. Okay, I'm well, I'm saying reparations. Taste the biscuit. Taste the goodness of the biscuit. Oh, the butter biscuit. Taste the biscuit. Okay, that's good. Taste the goodness of the biscuits. There are people protesting for Palestine. We can't protest for black Americans to get reparations. Thank you. Where is their reparations? We go right down the fucking park. And yeah, we see a whole, uh, you know, you're actually what I'm doing with it, right? Where, where are they Not even citizens of this country, don't speak the language. Don't be, you know what I mean? Not even a part of, 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 of this economy or the society. Why are they doing it? Why are they doing it? Thank you, man. Starting to get ready to right now. Nice to see you, Blackout. What up, baby? Hold it down. Yeah, this is your NAACP representation. These is your butter biscuit Popeye's Negroes doing this. That's right, that's right. Before he was killed, he made a speech about how America has spent billions at that time, now it's trillions of dollars on European peasants, on white Americans to get free land. He was like, but at the same time, black Americans were getting nothing and were being terrorized. And he said, right. Yes, right. The little they had when he said that, he said, the people are telling that America to pull themselves up by their bootstraps while the government pulled everyone else up. So that's Yeah, King was for tangibles for black, for black Americans. Everybody else's boots was getting pulled up. And the NAACP, them bought and paid Negroes, they needed this band that the Congressional Black Caucus and the NAACP could be disbanded in one day, it wouldn't do anything. And see, since black, us black, we want to make sure that black folks here, where your local, where your ancestors born right in this country, right here, getting the just and the due and the respect that they deserve. Because see, everybody else could do it. Here's a clip, check this out. When people refer to the carnival, mm -hmm. some people call it it's a black cult. It's the black culture. It represents black us black people. And I when I'm hearing that, yeah. that, when I'm hearing that, I don't agree with it because it represents the Caribbean. I think culture. it takes away from their culture, saying just grouping everybody yeah. up, and it's not meant to be that. It's, it's, a, a, it's a Caribbean it's a, thing. It's a Caribbean culture, and everybody else embraces it. That's what I think. I agree, I, I agree with that, but then at the same time, us saying black culture we don't necessarily mean african caribbean whatever we're literally just saying black as in the color of our skin yeah because we're black people and when i when people say black culture i don't find it offensive i don't need it to be specified there's because nobody that says the african culture yes we do yeah i don't oh we do because look at english people right british culture irish culture Scottish, they break it down, and, and they're the, all they're and all... Caribbeans don't like being grouped with African. People. Yeah, so we Why? would we would differentiate African culture and Caribbean yeah. culture because it's very I different. Don't. It's very different. Our cultures are no, different. In, just in general, I now y'all now they're from Nigeria. 
they're saying, hey, we want to gatekeep our own culture. These are Afro beats. These are our culture. We want to gatekeep our own culture. So when black Americans want to do the same thing, damn it, we should be able to do so. It's no disrespect to nobody else's culture. Your culture may be a little different. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, yeah, our folks probably came from the same place. Of course. But there's different cultures. Hip-hop wasn't around three to four hundred years ago. That's a culture we created and we should gatekeep. We shouldn't have somebody outside the culture telling us what we can and can't do. And, oh, this ain't cool and y'all didn't create it and all that. That, that should not happen. That shouldn't, shouldn't happen at all. Speaking of which, check this out. Let's talk about culture. This whole idea, they said, well, oh, the culture was hip-hop. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep playing this. I mean, Every time I get an article, I'm going to cover this. But they talked about the culture. Well, black Americans didn't come up with hip-hop. It was somebody else. Well, this is Slick Rick. Now, look what he said. How was it? Like, give me a little bit of a glimpse of what it was like coming from London. To America? Yeah, and then becoming this, you know, you. Well, uh, the American, African-American culture was so much, so strong, it's overwhelming, you know what I mean? Because I was in England, we was listening to like Chubby Checker. Uh-oh. Yep. American culture was so much, so strong, it's overwhelming, you know what I mean? Because I was in England, we was listening to like Chubby Checker. One more time. Yeah, and then becoming this, you know, you. <laughs> Well, uh, the American, African-American culture was so much, so strong, it's overwhelming, you know what I mean? Because I was in England, we was listening to like Chubby Checker, yep. little white stuff, you know what I mean? The Beatles, no this, you know, Harvest, the same thing, Harvest. Yeah. And then when we came to America, was exposed to this, this world, not only on music, but TV too, like Shaft and across 110th Street, it was very soulful. So I was exposed to a swag that I didn't, I hadn't developed yet. I haven't. I was exposed to style. 110th Street, Bobby Womack. He couldn't get that over there. He didn't get that over there, y'all. He didn't get it over there. I'm getting excited. He got it over here. It starts here. Swag and style starts here. That's where it starts. Culture. That's culture. There's no culture that permeates like foundational black American culture on this planet. None. We ain't trying to do hip hop like Japan does hip hop. We ain't trying to rap like Russians. They try to rap like us. I hadn't developed yet. I haven't. So I tried to incorporate all of it as, as, as much as, you know, you do. So he, he picked up some game. He said, hey, you know, look how they dress. Look how they talk. And look how they rap. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me get some of that game. Can't get that back in London. Let me get some of that game. Let me sharpen it, you know, and, and became one of the greatest hip hop artists ever. Pray all of it as, as as much as you know you do. I was like from nerds, and they was like cool, cool cats, <laughs> and they was very, they was very blunt with the kids. My, they're very blunt with their conversation. They would talk blunt. It would mm -hmm. be like, 
I was like, how, how are you doing today? Just shut up, bitch. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, what in God's name? He get, he get, he get, they just tighten them up. He said that London polite stuff. They're like, no, nah, nigga, this New York. You know what I'm saying? They probably was just, you know, just tightening them up. That's all. Slick Rick doesn't have that story of of of, of somebody, um, you know, and he's showing respect. He's showing respect. He wasn't. He, he didn't say, "Oh well, you know, Latinos created hip hop and all that BS." He's showing respect. All right, what do we got here? What have I ever done to anybody oh, in my an life to deserve this? I never did anything in my life to hurt anybody. Literally, a man asked me for my number. I said no. Oh, and she's. He, this he is some. We're going down memory lane of her lying again. So many men. It was like, what are you going to do? And I told all these men, like, yo, why is this man got a brick on my face? And he's. He's holding a brick, and all these niggas is watching, and nobody does nothing. And he hits me in my face, and then they're all just watching. And they let that nigga get in a car. How is this okay? This is what y'all doing to women? <laughs> Help black Muslim mother pay her medical bills. Again, you need a husband. Shout out to Daphne. I mean, I'm looking at all the paperwork right here. Shout out to the queen of accountability. I'm looking at all the paperwork. I mean, it's, it's, it's lie after lie after lie. And it was some babbling plebiscite Negroes that was up there still trying to defend her. Let me see if we can. Y'all, this is the first time I've even acknowledged this unhinged woman, the queen of accountability. <laughs> the queen of delusion. She calls herself a life coach with no emotional intelligence. And she's a fake lawyer, too, because apparently she's suing me. And she's a fake police officer because apparently she has an investigation on me. And apparently she's a, a fake judge because she's about to put a felony. Y'all, this is tether babble. Because she's about to put a felony on you know, me, too. This can destroy a million people's lives. You're still going to be sad. You're still going to have no friends. Your husband still won't like you. Your kids will still be ashamed of you. You're talentless. You lie. You have no ethics. You have no morals. You have no hobbies. You have no friends. Like, girl, and now you will have no money because I'm going to take it all. See you in court, bitch. If anybody can tell me Daphne's last name and the city and state that she lives in, I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. Daphne, I know your minions are watching. I know you're blocked, but Daphne Sutton? You see how quickly I got your last name? That was 30 seconds. Now think about how quickly I'm going to find out your city and state coming right back to you. Uh oh. I just wanted to see if there was an update because, um, you know, she's doing all these things on social media and victims don't move like that, but um, mm -hmm. I want to proceed with my fraud case because I she's out here spending right. money still on these fancy places and she's laughing in our face and she even told me, you can't do shit about my GoFundMe money because I was actually assaulted and I'm going to use some of it to sue you and all this other type of crap. I don't care about that, but... 
Um, I just wanted to make sure that I'm on the right path with my fraud case. Yes. Uh oh. State of Texas versus Osmond. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> dooby dooby doo. Where are you? We got. Oh, it's it, it's bad. Yeah, you ought to see her mugshot. Where's the plebiscite babblers? Are they are, are the plebiscite babblers going to bail this broad out? See, and this this stuff right here. See this. This is what happens with the plebiscite babblers. The the plebiscite babblers. They start whining. Yeah, they the, the plebiscite babblers, they start really, really whining. They want to whine and complain and, oh, you need to help protect black women. and all. No, we're not. We're not going to do that. We're not going to protect nobody that's trying to undermine black men. We're not going to do that. Where's the black LGBT at? Where's the white liberal feminist at? Why ain't they helping her? Because they know she's BSing. That's not working for them. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to play a little whining music for y'all. This is for the whiners. These are for the people that's, that's doing all the whining, saying, well, you know, oh, you know, we need to really help her out and black folks need to stick together. No, we do not need to stick together. This is time for division. This is time for it to be as divisive as we possibly can. We need to divide ourselves from Negroes like this. Y'all stay over there with your scamming, with your scamming and your tethering and your lying and your, you know, and your shoe sham and your skullduggery and your, your larceny. <laughs> you need to stay over there. It doesn't help us. I got to play some Carl Thomas emotional for y'all. We can't have that. We cannot have that at all. Let me see what else we got. There were some other things. Oh, this this is good. This is good. Look, this is funny. Lucy and Ilhan Omar and Kamala. Lucy and Ilhan Omar and Kamala Harris and that Supreme Court lady. If white men are the greatest threat to America, why do you keep marrying them? Our country should be more fearful um, of, of, of white men across our country because they are actually um, causing uh, most of the deaths within this country. What's being labeled as terrorism is almost exclusively coming down to the identity. And it seems as though white men uh, invoking white supremacy and engaging in mass shootings are almost immune from being labeled domestic terrorists in their violence and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men most of them radicalized right up to the right there is no vaccine for racism we have got to do the work just have a question for aoc and ilhan omar and kamala harris and that supreme court lady if white men are the greatest threat to america why do you keep marrying them? Our country should be. Man. 
That's a good question. That is a good, that is a great question. Now listen to this bastard. He only got 15 years. U.S. Army combat medic Christopher Conway is charged with violating his nine-month-old twin daughters and strangling her to death with a cord. He unalived one of his daughters. And look at the time that he got. On a local father now accused of doing the unthinkable. Good evening, everyone. I'm Bob Mueller. And I'm Haley Wilgus. Eric Egan is at the WKRN.com alert desk with what we've learned about a guilty plea in this horrific case. Yeah, as you mentioned, the case itself, this is a tough one. A former Fort Campbell medic pleaded guilty today to killing one of his infant twin daughters. We first told you about Christopher Conway it was in 2017. His nine month old daughter Adeline was found dead inside the family's Clarksville home. She'd been strangled with a cord. Police say the former army medic later confessed to raping and killing the infant. Our partners at ClarksvilleNow.com report that Conway pleaded guilty to second-degree murder as part of a no-contest agreement. The DA's office says the family of baby Adeline agreed to that plea. Now, Conway will serve 15 years in prison as part of the agreement. Now, I want y'all to th think about that. He said the family. The family agreed. What's going on with that family? I really don't know what is going on with that family. Seriously, what, what's up with that family? Here's another janky case. They're not taking these bras to task. It's a tragedy. You have a death and then you have a tragedy. Hers is a tragedy. And I just I got I can't play this because they they going I hate it when people keep putting the music behind all this kind of stuff. But this is a case. I don't even have the article, so I'm not gonna play it. But it's some some hood rat kicked her daughter out the house, and I think the daughter got um kidnapped by a dude. I think I think he got kidnapped kidnapped by a dude. I don't want to play that. Oh, check this out. This is Tupac calling out the NAACP early on. Listen, listen, listen. On behalf of the NAACP, we're disinviting you to this event. This is a private event. We're asking you, please, please leave. I haven't even said that. I've been sitting here on the phone. We're asking you, please, this way. Please. Okay, can you just give me the explanation? About reparations. Come on. Oh, that's what it is? Yeah. Please, this way, please. You heard what that Negro said. He said, you can't talk about reparations. That's the NAACP. Now, I played a video earlier. That was like the second part. But this, now this is, listen to Tupac. You know, we African Americans, everything is equal shit, and it's not NAACP shit. I'm gonna speak on that shit. That's not, because I was reading the paper, I saw NAACP at a, a, a celebration for the uh, Emancipation Proclamation. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, from what I just said, how is the NAACP still a business? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, nobody. Go ahead, 
How's the NAACP still a bitch? How's these motherfuckers still a bitch? That's cool too. That's cool too. We let them do that shit. Yeah. We let them represent us. Yeah. How motherfuckers gonna stand there and talk about you for the advance of the color folks? Go ahead. Right. What the fuck is that? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be grown black folks. They be our color. Representing us to these white folks. And we be letting them do it. Cause we proud. Cause they got all the suits, they got offices and shit. Go ahead. And everything that happens, they call the NAACP. <laughs> Yeah, he was right. This was in 93 when Pac was talking about that. Fuck the NAACP. They need to be disbanded. They are a cancer to, to black people, far as I'm concerned. They are worthless. They are completely worthless. Now look at this dude. This is an old clip. So the fact that you're an immigrant speaks volumes. It means you chose to come here. But America didn't start that way for black people. They didn't immigrate here. That's right. They were living somewhere else and they were kidnapped and raped and murdered and taken here. And so for you to just say this is a magnificent place that doesn't have racism, is actually, I think, more of a foundational that. lie than anything else. Yeah. Would your argument be that you don't believe that that's purposeful or that it doesn't exist? I don't believe it exists. Okay. I don't know what these systems are. That, is a, that was a state enforced thing from Jim Crow, which is the one point at which I think absolutely is true. So you just said and it doesn't Jesus. exist except for that. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I said white supremacy doesn't exist. When the New Deal was passed, black people were explicitly not allowed to have those loans. When the Homestead Act allowed white people to get an enormous wealth of land and, and be able to farm it, black people did not have access to that. Social when security. slaves were freed, when Social Security came, GI Bill. black people, when the GI Bill, black people were not. So when you say to me, I don't get how this exists, I'm just having trouble figuring out like, I mean, you're a bright guy, like what the f are you talking about? Yeah, that's denial. See, these immigrants come over here and they play that game. Well, white supremacy doesn't exist. Well, I admit that Jim Crow happened, but all the other stuff didn't happen. And he started putting all the, and this, this, this guy's supposed to be a, a historian and a, and a writer, an author, that made that comment. But that's what happens. That's what happens when these folks... This is what happens when these folks get over here and they start talking slick about us. Want to play a little music for y'all real quick. This is off the hook. Real fast. You ready, songs, money? Let's go, baby. Single round with every girl in 
Oh man. And he found this dude, he found his brother in like a store. Old school cat. See, brothers was singing like that. Brothers was singing like that for forever. And they got janky deals. They got very janky deals. I want to play something else. And this is something that very, very people ain't like saying this. that much. No. Gay sh Bro, y'all bullies, bro. I guess I'm the only one who speak up for straight people, so I'm gay. Anybody who speak up for straight people, y'all say gay. You crazy. Y'all done bullied the whole world, bro. Athletes, rappers. Scared to, scared to say they straight. Rappers, rappers and athletes scared to even say they like women. They scared they gonna get bullied, bro. <laughs> Y'all done bullied the whole world, except me. Except me. I'll blow y'all down, you know me. Y'all done bullied all the athletes, all the rappers. They can't even say they like pussy. Y'all can come under my live and call me whatever. You can call me that because you know I'm not that and I'm not cool with it being pushed on the kids. But you can come on my live. I'm going to try to block you, but there's so many of y'all be coming on my live calling me gay just because I don't, just because I don't like dick. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's out of control. It's really, really out of control what's going on with a lot of these schools and, and things of that nature. I mean, it's really, it's to the point where we got to watch what's being, we we really have to watch what's being, um, promoted to our children. We have to do that. We got to really watch what's being promoted to our children. And we have people that say they represent us. Damn, they won't let me see the damn article. They won't let me see the article. But there's something I did want to play here, especially after that guy made that statement. If you were African-American and if your skin was black, they told you to sit on the back. You weren't allowed to sit in the front. It was, why? I don't, it wasn't fair back then. I don't know why. Why did they said you sit there? Um, sometimes police officer called and then they would hit the uh, African-American people. And then just be like, oh, get in the bag and be really mean. 
But Martin Luther King fought for that. Martin Luther King said, that's not fair. Us African-Americans could sit in the front. We should use the same uh, bathroom. And if you were African-American back in the days, you can't drink in the same water fountain. There's a different water fountain for white people and black people, which wasn't fair, right? So Martin Luther King was like, that's not fair. We're gonna fight for this. Does Martin Luther King sound like a good person, Devin? Yes. 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 Okay. If you were African-American and if your skin was black, they told you to sit on the- Now this was a guy, it's an Asian guy. He's an uncle teaching his nephew about Martin Luther King. And it's a bunch of people in the, in the comments. So somebody tried to say so crying about shit from 70 years ago. Uh, you know. Somebody tried to say he was a fraud. All, all this slick tough. The bottom line is this. King fought for a bunch of you ungrateful tethers, immigrants, and white supremacists to come over here. And you still would have been in your shithole country if it wasn't for King. There's another Asian guy that came under here that said big facts in regards to the, the uncle teaching his nephew the truth. Of what King and what black Americans, foundational blacks, descendants, slaves, freedmen, whatever the hell you want to call it. What we have done without benefit so everyone else, so everyone else can reap the benefits of this country. And he said MLK and the civil rights movement eventually led to the Immigrant Act of 1965. That's not for debate. Which dismantled which dismantled quotas and discrimination. And that's how a lot of our parents were even able to get here in the U.S. Yes, absolutely. Then somebody said, correct. A lot of folks don't understand bills like the Chinese Exclusion Act, Immigration Act of 1924 from Woodrow Wilson. Black folks fought for that too. Black folks literally lost their lives and sacrificed. We were human sacrifices. You could have put us on a damn furnace and, 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 and set us on fire and... Somebody could have prayed to some foreign demonic gods or something like that for all we could have cared. The way we sacrificed ourselves for the greater good of everybody else with nothing in return. You got to think before there was a Cornell West, a Michael Eric Dyson, a Lamont Hill, a Tiffany Cross Eyes. That one chick in the Cadillac with the trans dude. <laughs> the one chick that was running around, uh, you know, doing doing books. Before all of these plebiscite babbling Negroes. Before all that, there wasn't cameras and cell phones and GoFundMes. And I mean, there were some white liberals that might cake off you a little bit of bread. 
But before that, niggas was getting lynched in trees. Niggas was coming up missing. Niggas was getting burnt and thrown in lakes and shit like that over this type stuff. There wasn't necessarily an out for you trying to be revolutionary and doing the right thing. You, you, you wasn't getting no pool, no house with the pool and all of that all the time. You might have got a couple little crumbs here and the crumbs there. That's why I talk about people like Reverend Rat Humes and B.L. Bell that were working with the, uh, I think, what was it, the, the, the Mississippi Conservative? What was it, the Mississippi Commission, I believe? You had a couple Sambos back then. Man, when them niggas was dead, they ran up in their houses and took their paperwork. For real. They ran up in their houses, man, and took their damn paperwork, y'all. There wasn't a whole bunch of, you know, bells and whistles all the time. There wasn't no sign, but there wasn't no coon retirement plans. When the when 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 it was over, it was over. You didn't get to walk away with like J. Edgar Hoover and all of them. You got the Chairman Fred, you know, uh, assassination. So somebody tried to say people don't talk about the impact MLK had on all non-whites, though. Black, Asian, Hispanic, and natives all faced discrimination at the time. They all walked with King. We was all in the back of the bus. No, they weren't. They were not getting strung up like black folks. See, this old equality, we were all doing the same thing. No. They trying to say he cheated on his wife and he was just a front man. See? They say all this slick stuff about King, but like I said, man, King was one of the people, man, that made it so these folks could come over here. So, you know, like I say, man, you know, they don't disrespect their icons like that. They have something slick to say about ours, but I'm going to be very honest. If it wasn't for the descendants of slaves, y'all would be screwed. Y'all would still be in your shithole countries and you'd be begging and pleading and hoping. You'd be begging and pleading and hoping. To get somewhere. Straight up. You be begging and pleading. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, without the Harlem Hellfighters, man, I'm telling Man, please. Without our folks, y'all will be in some bad shape. Because we don't hear we don't hear those stories. We don't hear those same revolutionary stories about your folks. Either y'all done took some shit or y'all done ducked and hid. 
through a rock and hid your hand. They don't want to talk about that. Shout out to Miles Davis. Found some old footage of him. Black musicians genetically better than white musicians. Now this goofy ass interviewer. Are black musicians genetically better than white musicians? Get me in trouble. Not, not better. But they play different. White musicians seem to lag behind the beat. You know, I don't know why. Does black musicians hurt more? What do you mean hurt more? I mean, is it... It's not, it's not that cliche. I mean, it's not that easy to say that because you came out of slavery, you play on the beat. No, 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 no. I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> All right. I told a student teacher of mine like that in Juilliard. She started talking about, um, well, you know, black people would spawns at night and they just, and they say, that's where the blues came from. So I raised my hand and I said, listen, my father's rich, my mama's good looking, right? And I can play the blues. I never suffered and don't intend to suffer. Our black musician. He said, nigga, I never suffered and don't intend to suffer. See, when you have suspected race soldiers asking questions like that, all you Negroes is downtrodden and, oh, you got the blues and everything is, you know, and, and, and you know, and you're living behind a piss poor shack and you're using an outhouse and you ain't got nothing to eat and turnip soup. Oh, man, you're really living like these Europeans before they came over here, you know, before black folks opened up the door for them. <laughs> you living like that. No. Miles was like, no, nah, shit, you know, because his dad was, I believe, a doctor. When I read his autobiography, his dad was a doctor. His folks were well off. They were very well off. And they worked hard to be very well off. They worked hard. You see what I'm saying? They worked hard. See, he's coming from this perspective. This is the perspective that the interviewer is coming from. This United story and the DEI story yes. hits so hard because we've all been in the back of a plane when the turbulence hits or when you're flying through a storm and you're like, I'm so glad I saw the guy with the right stuff and the square jaw get into the cockpit before we took off. And I feel better now thinking about that. No, I mean, like, that. you want to go thought crime? Like, I'm sorry, if I see a black pilot, I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. Well, that's the You wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have. You no, wouldn't have done that not, before. That's not an immediate. No, you wouldn't that's have done that before. That's not who I am. That's no. not what I believe. It is the reality the left has but created. I, I, I'm, I'm, and that's why. Now, I, he's saying the reality that the left has created. Now, these are right wing race soldiers. He's looking to say, he's saying, okay, this is a black person that's flying an airplane. He's not qualified. Oh, he's downtrodden. He came from a single mother home. He doesn't know how to fly no plane. And of course, it's some 
tap dancing chicken finger niggas probably saying, well, you know, that's not what he meant. You know, that's not what he meant. You, you got a whole bunch of that going on. You got some, you still got some niggas out here that's thinking like that. You got some niggas just thinking like that. You really do. I was looking at this book. This was something posted by Angie Stanton. They got this book out called The Teen's Guide to Sex, Relationships, and Being a Human. Let's talk about it. So basically, it's a porn book for teens. And this is actually... In, on the East Middle School catalog at the school. Now, they're not talking about math and science. I mean, they literally, man, got dudes. I don't even really want to say. Like, they just, these pictures, I'm looking at these pictures, man. It, it, it's just the foulest shit ever. It's the foulest shit ever that they got for children. And, you know, available to 11-year-olds in middle school. It encourages masturbation, watching porn, oral sex. They said, never mind financial literacy and credit. It's better to just have some porn books. It's much better to just have some porn books. It's completely outrageous. It's, it's getting way, way, way out of hand. Way, way out of hand. All right, what do we got here? I want to give a shout out to Brooklyn Park. I want to go by and try this food. Like Thanksgiving dinner has appeared in our studio. The mac and cheese is real, real good. Oh, man, that's very yeah. good. And the collard greens, I'm loving this. Collard greens, mac and cheese. You have yams, I believe. Mm. I put on some peach mm. cobbler on your plates as oh well. Gosh. Kristen and Kelly. Mm. Uh, up in the front here, we have jerk wings. There's smoked turkey legs. And you walk inside. Everything's mm. to go. And these are already prepared. So you uh, walk in and you say, I so want easy. one of these to oh, go. Oh, I love this you idea. Grab and go. That's this is it. dinner. Don't have time to cook one oh my gosh. with the kids. These collard greens, it's like a smoky flavor. Oh, wow. Okay. They're I'm gonna, really good. I'm going to go in here for this peach cobbler. Though. Also, yeah, you keep here. eating, Kristen okay. and Kelly. Also in the front here. The yams are uh, sweet. Are they good? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, fried catfish. And then yeah. in the front is a smothered <laughs> chicken, which looks phenomenal. It's on a bed of rice. Oh, the way they're breaking so this down is hilarious. You just walk inside. You just say, I want the smothered catfish. It's already ready to go. Oh, and you it's don't have like to wait around this for dinner. good quality? Yeah. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. We have Kool-Aid mm -hmm. here. Kristen, you're sipping on the blue raspberry. Mm-hmm. And Kelly got This is like fruit. when I was like, like takes you back to childhood. When I was a kid. Yeah. Right, you, you I didn't know what I was Indiana. gonna drink. And I'm like, this is this is red Kool-Aid, and it's so good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. a couple great spots uh, in Brooklyn Park. They're open six days a week. They're closed on Mondays, mm -hmm. and they just celebrate four years in business. So go support local. Mm -hmm. here okay, in the mac and cheese though. I'm telling you. That's yeah, your good, right? I mean, that... Mm, sorry. Full. And it's like Thanksgiving dinner. Angela, Angela Soul Food. If y'all happen to be in Brooklyn Park, y'all got to check that out. I haven't been there just yet. Oh, man. It's, damn, this food look good. This food. Oh, my goodness. Man, I'm, go, I'm going there ASAP. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going there next week.
I'm go man, I'm going there next week. It, it looked too damn good for me. Matter of fact, let me I'm opening up my calendar right now. I'm opening up my calendar that right now. I can't. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure. I'm opening up my calendar. And I'm gonna make sure that I get some of that. Where's the what you see, Angie Soul Food? Brooklyn Park. Angela's Soul Food Kitchen in Brooklyn Bullet. Yeah. Yep. I'll be going there. Cause it's looking it's looking a little bit too damn good for me. Just want to kind of show some hometown love. Now, there were some other things that I wanted to cover. We're going in about an hour. Of course, this is going to be. This is going to be. A little shorter. This is going to be a little shorter. But I want to play this as well, too, for anybody that has radon in the house. Officials are asking neighbors to test their homes for radon. A gas they say Minneapolis officials are asking neighbors to test their homes for radon. A gas they say can cause serious health problems. As Callan Gray explains tonight, health leaders say the average radon level in Minnesota is three times that in other parts of the U.S. Father of four, Gregory Wheeler had no idea there were elevated levels of radon in his home. I had no idea about radon whatsoever. Until he decided to test last year at the encouragement of a neighbor. Seeing the results... I was still terrified, very alarming, scared. I wanted to move out of the house. This naturally occurring odorless and colorless gas comes from the soil. It's going to enter usually... Uh, through cracks in the basement slab or walls. More than 40% of homes in Minnesota have dangerously high levels, according to city and state health officials, who say it's due to the geology and cold climate here. And it's a serious health concern. It's actually the second leading cause of lung cancer. Uh, radon is radioactive, and so it's damaging to the body. Right now, the city of Minneapolis is offering 400 free radon tests. If you spend a lot of time in lower levels, if you have a finished basement with bedrooms especially, then that's where a situation where we would say it's a higher priority to uh, test and to mitigate. Wheeler says when he reached out to the city about his elevated levels, they brought in a contractor to install this mitigation system. I feel so much better now since I have the system in, my family live, my two girls live in the basement, and now the levels are low, I feel much safer, at ease. Go get your home tested today. Radon is a very serious and dangerous issue that we all must be concerned about. The city of Minneapolis Health Department. You know what? That that I wouldn't buy. That there, 
we did a radon test when I bought my house. And just like this brother said, it's true. It is true. This is very, very true, y'all. Because this happened to us. This happened to us. We had to get a radon mitigation system. I think it cost a couple thousand dollars, but man, I'm telling you, you're going to need it. You're going to need it. Now, I didn't cover this before, did I? I think I did. I think I did. Yeah, I covered that before. Uh, there's a sister in Chicago that has a coffee shop. She's only 17. So we got to show her some love on here. She's in Chicago. 17 year old black girl from the South side of Chicago just opened up her own coffee shop while still in high school. Aaron's cup is a dream that Aaron manifested at just two years old. And now 15 years later, it's a booming reality. Yes, she's so 17, 17. And one of the only black teens to own a coffee shop in Chicago. Everything, brick by brick, it was really difficult. It's so rewarding. From concept to design, Aaron Polk founded Aaron's Cup, a coffee shop in Morgan Park. At just 17, legally she can't be here every day, but works hard with her partner, Kale Hunter. Who covers her during the school week while she covers the weekends. It's all to make the dream of this once two-year-old princess who couldn't stop asking for coffee a success. We'll get Aaron a cup. We'll get Aaron a cup. We'll get Aaron a cup. And there's how Aaron's cup. She wanted a cup of coffee at a coffee house. <laughs> the honor roll student at De La Salle High School says her shop has only been open a month and is already bringing in regular customers. If you come in, we'll know you by name. Everything is very close-knit and very family-like here. Customers like Alderman Ronnie Mosley and Juanita Hampton already have their go-to drinks. Whether I'm drinking a macchiato today, the lemonade refresher is great, the chai tea is great. Oh, hazelnut coffee, I love it. But Poke's favorite? I love our peppermint mocha. That is oh. our drink of the month. Oh yeah, that's it. This is setting the tone for peppermint other teams mocha. in the neighborhood. Here we have a budding young entrepreneur here. This is what our community has cultivated and prayed for and worked for. So to anyone with a dream, Poke says, go for it. I'm telling you, as soon as you take that first step towards it, you're gonna, it's gonna be so rewarding in the end. Jazz and minor. Don't let anything stop you. ABC 7. Now her cash app is Aaron's Cup. E-R-I-N-S Cup. You could buy some for some, a brother, sister in, in Chicago. You know, if you're in Chicago, go check it out. But, uh, yeah, it looks like, I'm telling you, let me see where it's at. Let's look on the map. Proud of this sister. And see, that's what we need. That's what we definitely need. The hell with Starbucks. Go ahead and get you an Aaron's cup. And it looks fire. Let's see, where is it at? Okay, I'm looking at this place called the Jerk Spot. Is that where it's at? Mm. Hold on. So... 111th. Where is this at, man? Oh, so it's the far south side. Okay, so it's it's beyond Roseland and it's in the west beyond the, it's in the hundreds. 111th Street. Okay. So it's in the yeah, it's in the far south side. It's way, way up. Damn Chicago's so damn big. 
It's in the far south side. But see, that's the. I gotta give it. I gotta give it to Chicago black folks. You get something good going, man. They gonna support you. They gonna support you, and everybody's gonna go out and they gonna, you know, they gonna support you. Let, let's get this DJ Fresh playing here. This brother done did a remix over Van Dross here. So let, let let's keep playing this. Foundational Black American Spirit, of course. I'm telling you. The U.S. has seen a rise in migrants crossing its southern border illegally in recent years, with 2023 seeing the most intense increase. A part of this increase comes from China, with Chinese migrants embarking on perilous journeys through South America to find a new life in the USA. As soon as we pull up, they rush towards us. My mic not even on, but that doesn't stop this crowd of Chinese migrants from venting to producer Yongsheng. They're angry having to wait in the cold for border patrol. This is just one of three. So they said that they're angry. They're angry waiting for border control, border patrol. They're, they're already coming in with their hands out. Is, is this pulling yourself up by your bootstrap, by the way? How dare you? You coming over here talking real, real slick, talking about, well, I'm angry about, uh, I'm angry at border control. Can you believe that? Entitlement off the roof. For camps we stop at in Eastern San Diego County. Alongside migrants from Latin America, at each camp, we meet dozens from China. The numbers reflect the surge. From 2013 to 2022, CBP recorded fewer than 16,000 Chinese migrants illegally crossing the U.S. southern border. This past year alone, more than 31,000. That's roughly double the prior 10 years combined. But unlike those fleeing countries in turmoil like Venezuela, Cuba, or Haiti, these migrants are leaving the world's second largest economy. What was the reason you left China? Their answers vary. His family is poor. Most cite deepening financial hardships, despite the Chinese government's narrative of a steadily rebounding economy. How did you get here? How did you get to Southern California? <laughs> Their trek north primarily starts in one Latin American country, where Chinese do not need visas to enter. To Ecuador. How, how, many, how many of you here came through Ecuador? So they don't even need a visa to get in there. Do y'all do listen to this? <laughs> to really understand their journey and how it differs from other migrants, you need to see it in action. We touch down in Ecuador's capital, Quito, and standing outside of international arrivals, we notice this man. A hired driver scrolling through photos and messages in Chinese. A few minutes later, passengers begin stepping out. They tell us they're from China and plan to go to the U.S., but most ask we not show their faces. Man, these folks got plane tickets. The hell they need asylum for? These folks got plane tickets. They're not going, they're not going, they're saying it right here. They're not going through what the, what the Latin migrants or illegals are doing. 
they're basically now they're calling them migrants we got to stop calling them migrants they're not migrants they're illegals they didn't go through the paperwork process these folks got plane tickets already these people got money the driver approaches this group making sure he's got the right passengers he's got a booking for them we uncovered an assortment of travel packages offered specifically to Chinese migrants. You can pay smugglers who promise to ease some of the planning. Let's go back to Chinese migrants. Now do it yourself. L listen, these are the travel packages from China to the US. These folks got a whole operation going. Do it yourself is three to five grand and you follow online tutorials. The basic package is nine to 12 grand. So you get flights, hotels, Buses booked for separate legs on the of the trip. For twenty thousand, you get flights to the U.S. Mexico border that bypass the rainforest and the bus rides. Man, let me take a screenshot of this man and post this in the community chat. Man, y'all gonna be tripping like man. These folks really doing this stuff? Yes. Man, shout out to DJ Fresh, man, please. That's crazy. You can pay smugglers who promise to ease some of the planning stress. For nine to $12,000, flights, hotels, transportation booked for you. For 20 or more thousand, it's a premium service, getting you to the Mexico side of the U.S. border, skipping some of the more treacherous crossings. We drive through Ecuador's capital city with Long Tuan Wei. He shows us private homes and Airbnbs where Chinese migrants stay when they arrive. Man, they got Airbnbs. Long's lived here in Quito for five years, runs a travel agency. He has witnessed the recent surge in That's Chinese not a travel agency, sir. That's an illegal smuggling operation you're doing. Migrants. And with it, a spike in businesses catering to them, like this Chinese-run hotel. The owner estimates there are as many as 100 hotels in Quito that, like hers, host Chinese migrants headed to the U.S. Wow. Then take a look at this. They've got essentially a how-to guide to go from here and to continue north. And they tell you here how many days you should be preparing, vaccinations you might need, other documents you should carry with you. They even mentioned bringing $300 and hiding that amount of money because of presumably being robbed at some point and needing cash as a backup. It's advice Zheng Shiching could have used a few days earlier. Your parents still think you're in China? They have no idea you left. We meet the 28-year-old back in Quito after he was robbed at gunpoint in Colombia. I left China. Scamming, man. These folks are scammers. This is the most illegal shit ever. We gotta play some more music that got some slap, and then we'll get back to fresh. Oh, this is all too.
That's off the hook. Who? Okay, who does the? Is this just Snoop? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I think that's what I think that's what Is that what game? Let me see. Cause that sounded like that was off the hook. Is this it? Body check them. Born with no direction. So I no, they ain't and I don't agree, I don't consent to nothing. Fuck a or is that big hit? Who's big hit? I never heard a big hit. Okay, he got a song with Mozzie. Man, when is it? Hold on. I... What is that song called, man? It's an album, Paisley Dreams. I'm trying to find that that same beat. That that that's that that same beat is crazy. Man, this don't look like the same thing. Is this it? Oh, it's the game and big hit. Or is it just That's what I'm trying to figure out. I hope, I hope, cause I gotta find that song. I like that beat. That beat's cold. Maybe it's big hit. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta find that beat, man. I found out about. I'm not a big whiskey dude, but I might check this out one day anyway. But this is a black owned whiskey business called uncle nearest premium whiskey it's it's a black owned joint called called uncle nearest and it has a, is his name jeffrey wright promoting it Just around that bend meant one thing to the people of Lincoln County. Is that the truth is even. Yeah, so he was, Jeffrey Wright was a storyteller. Yeah, Uncle Nearest. Most of water bourbon. 
Tennessee whiskey. I like how they did this. This is oh, this is dope. That is some of the dopest thing they did in about us, and they had a picture where you could. They had a. They got like a book where you could actually turn the page. And they show pictures of the history in Lynchburg, Tennessee. That is so dope, man. Y'all got to check this out, man. I don't know if y'all are bigger in the whiskey or whatever, but y'all got to check that out. I'm going to have to get me a bottle, man. But anyway, um... I wanted to update y'all on a couple articles that I found, but I think I'll do that next. Yeah, I'll do that when I'm a little bit better prepared because I was doing the other channel before. So, what we're going to do is we'll come back to that. We'll do another update. We might do another update. On getting some more of this corruption exposed and some of these articles I pulled up. Now, the last thing was on Wildens Ridge, and I talked a little bit about Louisiana, but I got a bunch of articles that I want to read. So we'll do a little subsection on that, and I'll have things a little bit more together because, like I said, I was putting together the other broadcast for the other channel. So We'll play some more of DJ Fresh next time. I'm going to get this loaded up for y'all.